What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we are coming at you each and every week with a fresh service to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. And what better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm Alicia Battaglia in the host seat today and joining us both Marks. Hey, Alicia. Hey. Are you happy to sit in the central spot seat there? I, it, it's Being different. in the middle for those of you watching, Alicia's it's sitting in the middle. Yes, I'm sitting in the middle. I've got both Marks. Mark Francis to my right. Yeah. Mark Carey to, to the left here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Doesn't say anything about our politics, but uh, just our positions in this room. <laughs> hey, yeah. Don't. We're it's always switching it up. <laughs> Do it a and Caleb's rotation. not here, so... Do we have any love to give to him right now? We do. We okay. always have love for Caleb. We miss him. And uh, when we were driving down the road, Simeon was trying to help me say, what's up, my people? You got to say it right. Like Caleb. And we just can't top Caleb. Well, we figured we gave him double duty last week by being on the Sermon Spotlight and the Fellowship Family Podcast. They mm. Give him a week off. Yeah. So if you haven't listened, go check that out. I mean, mm. we're getting a chance to hear from the McNutts a week ago or two weeks ago and the, and the Pearsons this past mm-hmm. week. Yep. Caleb and Hannah. A couple other people coming up on the podcast later. So, yeah. So And, and don't forget William Kaisa uh, in Africa. There was a great global missions one, too. So. Yep. I saw so we that got, come yeah. across. Yes. Podcasts are out there everywhere for FBC. Love yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, diving in. So continuing our study of Romans, we're in chapter 12, and we're in the Transform to Love part four. Hmm. And this week, we basically landed on verse 13 yeah. and, and stuck it there. So Mark Francis, I'll come your way first. Yeah. Uh, any takeaways? Well, <laughs> I mean, takeaways for me are continuing to be more challenging because they're more and more convicting. And so that's, and I, I really, I mean, I think I appreciate more and more the sermons of how they relate to love and how we unpack them even more. And here being able to unpack what does it look like to contribute to the needs of the saints and to practice hospitality. Uh, I, for one, my personality, my natural bent is not to do that. So there's my conviction is that, okay, how do you, and I think you've challenged this, Mark, how does this apply directly to you? And, um, you know, back in the day of having people over and spend the night at your house as their pastor buyers is long gone. But how do we practice hospitality? How do I practice hospitality? And now coming out of a, a pandemic and a, a season of complete isolation, how do we regain that? And so for mm-hmm. me, we're actually, our community group, we're going to be having, or I'm not actually hosting it. We're going to go to somebody else's house this coming Saturday for a, a hangout time and connect with our community group. Mm. So that's one example of, I know, okay, I've got to be able to be more intentional. And when I'm there, how can I better connect with the people in our group to get outside of the box and have conversations of real life, you know, that authentic mm-hmm. fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that to me is more the convicting thing is not just... Uh, where I, how am I going to put on my calendar to be more hospitable? But just each and every day, what am I doing to to show love to others mm-hmm. the way that God has loved us? So that's my conviction, and we can dive more into that. But I mean, where do where do we go with that? Yeah. From the because your your sermon was very application heavy. Mm-hmm. So I mean, were there well, things that you had to drop out from giving to hospitality between those two well, worlds? Well, and. Truth be told, I was planning on going through verse 16. Hmm. Right. Your note, the, the notes <laughs> were blank. It was Romans 12, 13 through 16, and noth- 
no outline. Yeah, yeah. So, so something happened Friday, <laughs> right? In my mind, I, I figured. <laughs> and uh, of course, Spirit having to get those uh, notes in on Thursday, but yeah, it's just that there was so much in there. Um, if you really want to flesh out this idea, the, uh, those two phrases, hmm. um, and and the, it, it fits under this idea of giving. It's contributing to the needs of the saints. As well as practicing hospitality in both situations, it is a it's kind it of linked together. Linked almost. together, yeah. it's a giving um, characteristic of love, and and I I, I do struggle. Uh, yeah, part four, whatever, um, and there'll be a part five next week. <laughs> so that's a long time to spend uh, dissecting these these verses. And um, but it, it, the challenge is: do you do you just kind of Go over quickly, you know, this whole section, hmm. verses 9 through 16 could have been one sermon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seemed like this was something, especially coming out of COVID, especially where we're at as a, as a church, but also just as a people, as a, as a nation, um, there's too much in there that probably warrants us to too much just swim in it for Let me just go home and just be by myself. Too much of just, like, yeah. let me just hole yeah. up with... And uh, well, and what what do they say about habits? I mean, you do something for was it like six weeks, and you've got a habit. So yeah, something a month, like that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So right. we've been in this mm-hmm. mindset of COVID for more yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so there's a lot of maybe new habits that have been formed, new uh, um, just ways of looking at life, maybe that have, have been more isolated than engaging. And so it's, you know, God knows what he's doing. He's sovereign. So this, I didn't plan to be speaking here (laughs) this time coming out of COVID. And we know when I'm thinking of Romans 12, but here it is. And it it lands. Yeah. Yeah, The timing is so providential. And I think that it is good that we're taking things very slowly and really pulling each verse apart bit by bit. And hospitality isn't is very important and our motivation for hospitality i think is something that we need to be um, constantly asking ourselves and obviously our motivation needs to be our love for god and our love for others and i thought that this week in particular the opportunity for us to uh, celebrate communion together as a body was really meaningful and that just was one way to remember the generosity and the hospitality of God towards us. And um, Ephesians 2, I was reading this week, and starting in verse 11 through the end of the chapter 22, Mm. really jumped out at me. But I thought it went, I thought it just um, really meshes well with what we experienced with communion this week in light of hospitality. And and I'm just going to kind of skim over it a little bit, but that when we're remembering that we were once separated from Christ, we were alienated, uh, we were strangers, but now because of what Jesus has done, we've been brought near by the blood of Christ. And we were remembering with that, with that juice. Um, and then his, his body, uh, that was broken down. He was broken down in his flesh. Um, and that dividing wall of hostility is gone now. Mm-hmm. And we've been reconciled both by God and one through the cross. 
And then going down to verse 19, so then that you're no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So he's, he's made us (laughs) into this household. He's welcomed us into not only his home, but he has become our dwelling place. Um, And I just thought how, like when you, we think about what this generous hospitality that God has given us, it makes communion all the more sweeter just to think, wow, what recipients we are of his grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the, um, the concept there of breaking down the dividing wall of this, what Paul is emphasizing, because it was a tension in the early church, the mm-hmm. Jew, the Gentile, and, and uh, among other distinctions, uh, economic, social economic levels, you know, the, some believers were coming into the Lord's table meeting and they were, you know, they had more food with them mm-hmm. at the uh, love feast. And, and then the poor people had, or even James has to deal with that, that the, the mm-hmm. person walks in with the fine clothes, oh, come up here and sit. So th- there, right. there's these games we play with distinction without understanding or we forget, or maybe we're not even aware that we are this one body um, and this family, mm-hmm. we're part of the household. And so the love that is to be manifested is... Uh, this verse 13 of Romans 12, the giving part, there's no mistake of why it follows what had hmm. previously been talked about. Right. The tenderness of love, you know, mm-hmm. the, be, yeah. the, the familial love of, the, of, of families, of the, the, those concepts. Out of that flows this attitude of, do you have a need? Mm-hmm. Okay, contribute to the needs. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You are a part of our family. Uh, you know, if... if um, if one of your kids was homeless, not because you kicked them out, but because uh, of some issues that happened, um, you'd bring them in right. and you wouldn't think twice about yeah. it. And so there, there is a natural flow out of that oneness of the body, which we celebrate in communion, uh, and this idea that it's, uh, you're going to give, you're going to demonstrate mm-hmm. that oneness is how we give to one another. And talking about families, I mean, here our church is a family. The body of Christ, and but our fellowship Bible church, we're a family. And even though we go to different services, we have three different venues. You know, I'm more mindful of Fellowship Three because that's where I attend. And we really have this kind of culture of being purposed for community. Mm-hmm. And, and Mark, you actually preached four sermons this past week. So yeah. thank you for doing that, <laughs> yes. for actually being in person for a Fellowship Three service, mm-hmm. which we did on Sunday night, mm-hmm. celebrating the 10th anniversary. But I don't know if you did this to the other services, but you started by challenging the body of saying, guys, you know, if, if you're a family, if you're a community purpose for this reason, then when somebody enters into your venue of worship, do you recognize them? Do you know their name? Right. Do, are you familiar with them enough to know what there is, what's going on with their lives? And we're a body of almost 2000 people. And, you know, now we're getting back up to maybe 900 people in, in, on campus over a weekend. But so that's a lot of people. You know, how can, how can each of us kind of relate? And it kind of whittles down to the smaller, smaller levels to where you might see somebody in the worship service, but then are you part of community group? And are you part of learning center class? Are you part of discipleship group? So how do we continue to be, have our antennas up when we're together yeah. Yeah. during the service time to know, okay, what are the needs yeah. of mm-hmm. our body? And yeah. is it financial? Is it physical? Is it emotional? And, and how can we contribute to the needs of our body. And I did mention uh, in all the services, I didn't mention, I only mentioned that in the, 
in the but it was a good challenge. Three, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for that. But in all the services, was this um, idea that um, uh, because we're all connected and inter- and and interrelated together, um, I think to the degree that we do connect well with one another, it's going to be a lot easier to follow these hmm. commands. These are descriptive. Mm-hmm. Phrases that, I, as I said in my message, is not wasted scripture. I mean, Paul wasn't just writing this to fill space, mm-hmm. right? So this is from the heart of God, right? Because it is His heart that, even he, though we were poor for God cares, His sake, uh, He made us rich because He who was rich became poor right. for our sake. The Second Corinthians passage. So, so there is this call on our lives, and the more you get to know people the easier it is right. to obey yeah. these things yeah. because and, you really well, do and, and that love each other. That when you were talking, breaking down the word hospitality and being a lover of strangers, but it also pursuing aggressively, mm-hmm. like in military terms, like we're, let's go after hospitality. Let's go after one another this way. And first um, Peter uh, chapter four, starting in verse eight, above all, keeping, mm-hmm. keep loving one another earnestly. So there it is. It's that mm-hmm. earnestness since love covers a multitude of sins because we are very messy people, but show hospitality to one another without grumbling because we do tend to grumble. I think about, oh gosh, I've got a bunch of people coming this weekend. So that's laundry, that's sheets, that's food. It's, it's a lot, but this, this next verse, these next verses are what ministered to me. And as each has received a gift, so this is a gift that's been given to us from God. We use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God supplies yeah, mm-hmm. in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus. So not to bring any recognition to myself, but this is to serve them and to glorify God. And it is by his strength. This is a gift that he's given to each one of us that he's equipping us with. And that is so neat because it is unifying and edifying to the body of Christ. And it's just, it's another little picture of God's kindness to us again and again. His will, as they say, his will will never call us where his grace is not going to Mm. equip us Mm -hmm. to to accomplish that. Right. Uh, But it is a matter of trust. And let's face it, I brought it out last, the, the previous sermon. We do live busy lives. We are human. And even Jesus... Had to get away from the that crowd, refresh, and, and yeah. be refreshed, and 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 relax. Mm-hmm. So we do have to be careful. But I I think it's a matter of, of guarding. Okay, so what is making me busy? Mm-hmm. And what 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 is filling my schedule? And we can fill it so with so many frivolous things mm-hmm. that don't last for eternity. The only two things that are eternal are God's word and people. Right. So how can we? Um, you know, make some readjustments or realignments. And, and, and I said, I, I don't know, one of the services is, um, you know, I don't want people walking out of here and beating themselves up like, right. I got to do mm-hmm. this, I got to do this. Yep. No, it, again, it is the Holy Spirit empowered as well as Holy Spirit directed. Mm-hmm. You know, so we present ourselves to Him. And if there's something that comes to our mind or, uh, you know, whatever, 
you'll know the nudging of the spirit. Go invite them or go do this. Or, or. And that's my exact conviction. I'm like, I don't know what it looks like for me. Because yeah, I, my natural tendency is to be in my house by myself. And so how do I step outside of that? And it's that reminder of what has God done for me? What yeah. has God done for us? And how am I to impart that to somebody else on any given day? Yeah. And, and you know, not feel and, guilty about it. No, and, and then go about your day and, go and trust the Lord. Yeah. Or on a Sunday morning, if I see the people, okay. I'm feeling Holy Spirit nudge. I can go talk to that person. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then take the next step and invite him out for lunch. And yeah, who knows? Like yeah. We, like, yeah. like Hebrews 13, I one and two. I was just going to go like, there. Yeah. Like, let, <laughs> That's a great yeah, motivation. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show <laughs> hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Who knows? Like... Isn't that Abraham? A, that's amazing. I mean, <laughs> he's using that story from the Old Testament yeah, of Abraham. Yeah. But it is, he's using it to nudge. And, and those are people that he's writing to, the writer of mm-hmm. Hebrews, who truly were in that first century time of persecution. They might have been losing their homes. They were, you know, there really was a need for this. Um, but, yeah, Lord, I'm too tired. But, okay, I'll do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And in obedience to him... And when it's all said and done and you're laying your head on that pillow that night, you're thinking, if I would not have done this, whatever it is, I would have missed a blessing because mm. it was one of the most encouraging or enriching times mm. imaginable. So well, it, and there is kind of an entertaining of angels. Yeah. And, and you mentioned at some point in your sermon at Acts 11, and I don't remember even what you said. I just remember writing down Acts 11. But if you think about that, like... Here, Peter, he was eating with the uncircumcised, and but the Holy Spirit, that this was a God thing, the Holy Spirit comes and saves them, and then the, the circumcised are, well, they say, yeah, wow, they agree with what God's doing, because they can't get in God's way, um, so it's... Well, and the Acts 11 specifically was the, uh, the famine that was going on in Jerusalem. And so they would oh, collect, that's right. collect for the needs yeah, of the saints, right. contribute mm-hmm. to the needs of the saints. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, the First Corinthians 16 passage, I thought, so w- would, would develop that idea a little bit more. So when I realized I was going to shorten or not preach everything I had planned to preach, I thought, well, that opens the door. So is that what did it? Was it the concept of giving? Because we've been yeah. talking a lot about hospitality so far. Yeah. And there's the other half of this the, gift. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, was right. that what extended yeah. Yeah. the sermon into just stay yes. here? So yeah. unpack that some more because if you've grown up in fellowship, you might've heard this, but if you're somewhat anywhere new, that the idea of tithing, 10%, Tithing, I grew up with that. that. That's what I'm supposed to do, 10%. And that's mm-hmm. Old Testament. So this idea of grace giving, yeah. can you unpack that a little bit more? Well, because we're no longer under law, mm-hmm. and that tithing concept was a law issue of the Old Testament, uh, we are not the Israel of the Old Testament. We are the church of the New Testament, which is both Jew and Gentile that come into a new entity called the, the body of Christ. Um, so those... Um, dictates of the law, um, as Paul has, as we studied in, in, in Romans six fourteen and so on and so forth, in Galatians, uh, we're not under that as that system. Um, okay, so what replaces it? Well, nothing, the specifics are replaced. The overall concept is not replaced. It's still the heart of God, love. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament is summed up in love. Now, in the Old Testament, it was, this is what it will look like. You love God by, here's, here's the Ten Commandments. The first yeah. four is loving God. That's directed vertically. The next six are loving 
you know, mm-hmm. um, humanity, yep. and this is what that would look like horizontally. In the New Testament, it's still the same, the law of love. But now the 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 drive or the motivation or the and the power source is totally different. It's not because we have to that there's a set amount that has to be given and required and and then uh, uh, legislated. Is that my phone? It's not my phone. Maybe. That's okay. You can keep talking. <laughs> oh, well, must, yeah, excuse me. Maybe it's Lisa. <laughs> no, calling. no, it would be that's another another ding. But oh, okay. ding, that's another Hers dingling. Is a special no. one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in the New Testament is this idea that as you as, as it says, as God has prospered you, first Corinthians sixteen, um, verse two. So it, it is it is mm-hmm. it is grace giving. It's out of the favor. There's no requirement it is based on the on the gospel uh, he who became who was rich became poor so that through his poverty we can become rich you know uh, it says in, in uh, first Corinthians or second Corinthians 8 verse 9 you know of the grace of God and because of that that giving now is is motivated from that. Well, in verse seven of that same passage, it tells us to excel in this act of grace. Also, be like generous, go after it, which is more so of that earnestness, that eagerness to give. Right, and that church that was the example was the church in the churches in Macedonia, which were in poverty, and he's using them as a great example for that. Um, but. To, you don't want. I don't want people to walk out on a Sunday morning and again beat themselves up and say, um, "I've I've got to give more. I've got to." What we need to walk out and say, "All right, Lord, you have done so much for me. We've just mm-hmm. celebrated the yep. Lord's table. We've just sung gospel-centered songs to remind us of what God has done. What is it that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've been bought with a price." I'm not my own, and my money's not my own. Mm-hmm. And there are needs within the body. There are needs globally. Um, how can how can we serve that way? Contribute to the needs of the saints. For Paul in the, the historical context, there were some real needs going on. There was a famine. There was persecution. And, you know, he's not dictating this, but he says, he's, he's basically more su- suggestions. I'm not doing this by way of command, but... Set aside the first of the week, each one of you, and, and save and put it in that jar and, you know, save when we come. Well, we need to help our fellow believers. That's just a given. Right. It's almost like so I there, shouldn't have to tell you this. Yeah, there's there's a strategy and purpose um, to that physical way of giving that is loving genuinely. That's right. That's right. And I, again, I think Fellowship Bible Church has exemplified that so many times over there. This past year... $100,000 thereabouts hmm. has been collected from our church to give to um, people around the world hmm. during this COVID wow. issue. And and uh, um, we were able to give $100,000 to the Crisis Pregnancy Center mm-hmm. um, because the unborn lives of unborn children are even more at risk today under this current administration than they ever have been. And that's because the Holy Spirit is putting it on people's hearts to give. It's that's not right. because we've been knocking on people's doors saying, please do that's this, right. please they give. That's right. They give your 10% towards yeah. this. It's, it is grace. Mm-hmm. So here, here's, the, here's the enigma of it all. Yeah, you can go after um, somebody, a, a church family or, or, or even your own physical family, put them under guilt demand something um, and extract mm. from them and mm. you'll get your 
You'll, yep. you'll, you'll get mm-hmm. what you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or you can tell them about grace. You can treat them graciously. And um, now it's going to be motivated by, by the sheer grace. And what did God tell the Old Testament people? He said, I, you know, I'm tired of your sacrifices. Right. I'm tired mm-hmm. of your offerings. Right. I want your heart. Right. As he always has been. Um, and so that, again, that New Testament it's concept. That's proper discipleship. I mean, yeah, again, it is. it's not beating people up over the head to get something that you want. It's recognizing that that's the heart of God. Yeah. And that's what he's called us to be about. And to just fully recognize and understand that things are not our own. You know, this is all temporary. The world is temporary. Our things, and what are we put on earth for? That's right. Is it to attain all of our possessions and hold on to them? But no, I mean, this, yeah. you know. And I think one of the treat biggest... Treat diligently. Um, right. And, and I think one of the biggest blocks to doing that is self-sufficiency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if we yeah. haven't, in a sense, tested the Lord to, and, and proven him to be faithful, well, we're always going to want to hang on to mm-hmm. something or, well, we can't afford that or whatever. Mm-hmm. God is faithful. And if we have walked with him and experienced that, if you sense him nudging you to give of that widow's might or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you, you have no problems doing it because you know that he is he's faithful. Now, it's interesting, too, how much to say, they, yeah. they walk hand in hand, giving and hospitality go hand in hand, because it, it is a, um, this supernatural thing where we are dependent, we need to be dependent on the Lord. And I just, I think about relationships and how he will just providentially move people across my path, you know, and, and with people, there's always needs. And so they, together, you open your heart with hospitality towards them and then also have an opportunity to give. Yeah. Open heart leads to an open hand and an open door. Yeah. We said, um, you know, you've heard the story of George Mueller who Mm -hmm. had the orphanage, you know, um, and, um, it, it, that just popped into my mind, this, this illustration, but, they, of course, depended on people to contribute. I mean, mm-hmm. there was, they had all these orphans and over yeah. all these years. <laughs> but a real need. But the other side of that is that they were, that orphanage was a big contributor to J. Hudson Taylor and the China Inland Missions. Mm-hmm. And I, I, the, somebody out there probably would know this, but I think it was thousands of dollars mm-hmm. that that orphanage gave to the ministry of of J. Hudson Taylor and, mm. and Global Missions. Wow. And uh, so there, there's... Now, the, the interesting thing, and I didn't bring this out, would be for another sermon, I guess, another time, but in that Second Corinthians passage in chapter 8, he does talk about uh, in there about um, that, that all things are to be done. Um, you give according to your ability. And, um, but verse 13 says, for this is not uh, for the ease of others and for your affliction, but it's by way of equality. And he says, at this present time, your abundance being a supply for their need so that eventually their abundance can become a supply for your need mm-hmm. so that there is equality. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it all, though there will be times when we will be in yeah. great need. Right. Yeah. Um, and who knows that the church in India and the church uh, um, somewhere else in the world may actually be helping us in this country. Yeah. It right. may be coming sooner yeah. than we realize. Right. So and it's it all written out. in God's sovereign plan yes. of just how he has all of these things under control and how just unique the different ways that he's providing for his people and yep. who he's using. And So uh, the bottom line is, is know God and then trust him yeah. and then 
listen to him and don't worry about it. Uh, love, unhypocritical love gives. It is the it is the open heart that starts there that leads to the open hand mm-hmm. and the open door. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Practice hospitality. Go after it. And um, life does not consist, Jesus said uh, in Luke 12, of our material things anyway. And what mm-hmm. does that look like to you personally? And then what to does me, it look that, like to you personally? Yeah, yep. that's absolutely and, it. Yeah. And, and no one has to be looking over your shoulder and judging you for... You know, how many people did you have over this week? You know, we'll, we'll all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Right. And give an account for yeah. mm-hmm. our, how he has nudged us and our mm-hmm. obedience to that. So um, yeah, it's so, an exciting um, opportunity for believers to be a part of something that is eternally significant, yep. um, ministering to others yeah. in love, Christ-like love. And all of that makes me go back to verse one, by the mercies of God. There you in go. In view of mer- the mercies of God, we have been transformed to love and it... Is, uh, we cannot lose sight of that that focal point. And what a privilege for us to be able to participate in what God's doing. Yep. So that's yep. neat. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap it up here. Neat there, segue, right? Yes. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to yeah. practice hospitality <laughs> exactly. and to contribute to the needs of others with what's coming up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. put into practice. I mean, the big thing coming up is going to be Kids Week. And yes. that's in a couple weeks away, June 22nd through 25th. You can go to the website for all the details. But we've been really sharing that there's five key things you can do, and it really contributes to this conversation. You can actually register and have your kids participate, but you can serve. Mm -hmm. You can contribute that way by giving of your time and being there with the kids. You can donate. There's plenty of items that they need for crafts and food and games Mm -hmm. and things like that. You can invite people to spread the word, and you can pray. Mm -hmm. So it falls right in line here with the Romans passage of what this Kids Week um, can be a part of. And if you want to serve and maybe you don't, actually really want to work with kids. Maybe you want to help set up or tear down before or after the fact. We need those folks to show up yeah. and help. So Yeah. And then, and then from a couple of the bigger picture things, there's going to be the next Fellowship Together activity where we're doing a movie night to wrap up that week. And it also is an all church invitation where we're going to have some games. We're going to have things for kids to do beforehand. And then a movie. We're going to be presenting the Prince of Egypt when it gets dark. Ooh. So once, once it gets dark, which is around 9 or 9.15, so it might be a late night, which is fine. But it's a, it's, it's a Friday night. It's a Friday night. June 25th, Friday night. So. Yeah. And we'll have some Sleep ice cream in. and popcorn and watch a movie together. Fine. And then the next big thing, just put in your calendar, is there will only be one church service the weekend of 4th of July. And so that is going to be Saturday night on July 3rd. Nothing on Sunday, nothing on July 4th. Come out early. Bring yourself a picnic dinner if you want. The worship service will start at 7, and then we are presenting another movie after that worship time to correlate with the sermon. So oh. I'll keep that so just kind of dangling over, over there as just a, something to wait for and anticipate, but it's going to correlate with the sermon for that week of July 3rd. So put that in your calendars. Again, come early, but 7 o'clock worship time, followed by a movie, and uh, we'll be ready to go for 4th of July. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Come come early, stay late, give often. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> With a happy heart. Yeah, <laughs> well, guys, the fact of the matter is that sermons are not meant to take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love and God bless. <laughs>